When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, speaking of giant car accidents, some say that is the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, there's a world where the Sixers are championship contenders this year, and then there's a world where they're a rebuilding team in a couple of weeks. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Andre Snellings. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Andre, we know James Harden has no interest in playing for the Sixers ever again. You think? Let me repeat that. He has no interest in playing for the Sixers ever again. And now today we get to talk about social media drama involving Joel Embiid. Good afternoon, Trey. How are you? <laughs> what up, Hammer? And you mean to say that James Harden doesn't want to play for the Sixers anymore? Let me tell you this. Daryl Morey is a liar. He is a cheat. And I will never. Ever. China, I will never play for the Philadelphia 76ers ever again. That sounds like a quote. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Harden clearly has a disagreement with Daryl Morey over what was supposed to happen with him over this last year. You know, he he took the pay cut last season to to so that the 76ers could bring in some veteran players to try to win last year. Yeah. And then this year he opted into his deal. And so officially that's all that happened, but I guess the rumors are unofficially he believes that he was made promises that were not kept. And now Daryl Morey is a lying liar that lies, and he never wants to play for him again, ever. Right. Well, first of all, on that, like, you got to learn in business. I know this. My guess is, <laughs> Dre, you know this, but James Harden is just learning this. Until you sign something, like yeah. a house, okay, or a job, mm-hmm. until you sign something, I mean, it is it is all it is. It's a wink and a nod and a, oh, I do, I'll do this for you, you'll do this for me. In business, circumstances change, and unless something is ironclad, people can always renege and back out on mm-hmm. what they promised you. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think James is learning that lesson the the hard way. The the most interesting part of the story now to me though shifts to Embiid, who apparently scrubbed his social media today. Yeah. He used to be the process, and he was located in Philadelphia and. Now, is he sending a message? Is is James Harden trolling on Twitter here <laughs> to give us content in the middle of August? Yeah, well, yeah. You know, first of all, Joel Embiid calls himself Troel because of how much he likes to troll on social yeah. media. Yeah. So that's not new. What is new is it being directed at his employers as opposed to the rest of the NBA. Yeah. Um. The Rumors are that he and James Harden have a good relationship. And so if Harden is upset, perhaps that could be upsetting Embiid. Or it could just be he could be looking at the team and say that 
with Harden there, yeah. they were not quite good enough to win last year. Yeah. And if Harden either doesn't play or is disgruntled and kind of comes in like he did with the Rockets that that last season, you know, where people said he was wearing like the the, the big mama's house fat suit and and yeah. he was just out yeah. of shape, yeah. then that's not going to lead to an Embiid championship. And no matter what of those outcomes it is, Embiid is just looking at the situation like, yeah, yeah. this ain't it. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Andre Snellings, Canty, and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I can understand Daryl Morey and the Sixers not wanting to do a max contract for James Harden at this point in his career. But they really screwed up the calculus, Dre, if they didn't realize that they were really signing both Harden and Embiid by getting him on that deal. And if this now makes Joel want out then the Sixers are kind of back where they started. They might as well rehire Sam Hinkie, you know, and and try to acquire as many draft picks as possible and go back to winning 11 games a year. Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Embiid is the reigning MVP, but he's also going to turn 30 this year. Yeah. And every year, you know, his first couple seasons in the NBA, he didn't play at all due to injury. Right. And then he's never played more than 68 games. So every year, even when he's healthy, he won the MVP only playing 16 games. I mean, 66 games. Yeah. So he has to be his basketball biological clock has to be ticking. He has to be like, how many years will I be at this level? So I've got to try to win a championship right now. Yeah. And looking at what's going on with Harden, whether it's his friend or not, he just has to be like, yeah, I don't know how this is going to happen in Philadelphia. And if yeah. it's not going to happen here, then, you know, is it time for me to try, try to move elsewhere? Uh, buddy, while you were just talking, I decided to take ESPN radio off of my social media <laughs> so you can decide whatever you want, what that means about my radio future. I was what, about to say. <laughs> what message, Dre, what message do you think Embiid is trying to send? Yeah. Like, so, what, what is what is the point? I mean, unlike uh, you or me, um, if Embiid takes that off, then his employers have to you know, double check and have a heartbeat and be like, hey, you know, he's sending us a message that he's not happy with how things are going and that he's willing to move on. And in today's NBA, if a superstar player is willing to move on, that's only a step away from them demanding that trade. And it seems like the team's kind of have no choice. Once the superstar says, I want to go, you don't want him there disgruntled. So, they want to keep him from that next step, if at all humanly possible. Sure. I don't understand why Joel just couldn't, I don't know, call Daryl Morey and say, hey, I'm getting a little concerned. <laughs> I saw the video of James Harden in China. I guess this is just how NBA superstars act. They communicate in code yeah. and through emojis and by not by what they're saying, by what they're taking off of the bios of their social media profiles. I don't know that Harden coming to camp is really what Embiid wants. If I'm Embiid, the thing I'd want the most, Dre, and I don't know how practical this is, Mm -hmm. I want Damian Lillard. Yeah. Like, I don't want James Harden anyway. If you could get rid of James Harden and get me Damian Lillard, that's really the best scenario of all if I'm James Harden. Agreed? I mean, yeah, if if you're Joel Embiid, yeah. I think that's when, you know, when Lillard says, I want to go to Miami and nowhere else, the immediate aftermath was, if not Miami, boy, Philadelphia would look really good. Yeah. But the question is, is Portland would have no use for James Harden in, in this scenario. So 
in order for it to work, you would have to find a third team that wanted Harden that was willing to give up young pieces that the Trailblazers would, would want. Sure. And I have to feel like they've been looking for that and, and haven't been able to find it over these last few months. I mean, maybe. I, I think Portland would want Tyrese Maxey. See? Yeah. And so then I'd try to get James Harden to the Clippers, and then I'd use the assets that I got back from the Clippers, call it a three-team trade or call it two trades, however you right. want to look at it, to try to use maxi and assets, that many of which I got from the Clippers for Harden, to try to get Lillard. I think about Harden and maxi for Lillard, essentially, would be the deal that would kind of be on the table if I'm Philadelphia. The other side of this coin is, should Philly think about trading Embiid? You know, if they can't make Harden happy, is it time for them to rebuild? We get the latest ESPN NBA senior writer Brian Winhurst, I believe, is in Abu Dhabi, Andre, because he is covering the United States in the World Cup, and he's taking from Abu Dhabi on what's going on (laughs) with Joel Embiid. Take a listen. I think he's happy in Philly. I think he wants to win in Philly, but I also think he has very high expectations. That he is in his prime. He needs to have a team around him that can compete for a championship. And if James Harden walks on this team, they are not going to be that type of team. So he is definitely sending messages without using words uh, with this social media move. And look, maybe more than anybody else in the league, Joel Embiid knows the nuances of social media. He puts Troel Embiid in there because he uses it like, like a weapon at times and that is absolutely the saber rattling he is doing here I think he would like to have James Harden back this year I think he'd like to make another run at it but he recognizes that the Sixers have put themselves in a very difficult position Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio ESPN app Aaron Goldhammer Andre Snellings Andre I can make the case for both sides that Mm -hmm. right now is a good time for the Sixers to think about trading the reigning MVP yeah I mean you have to at least have the discussion now because it's like, okay, everything I said earlier about why Embiid's biological basketball clock would be ticking, the Sixers have to be seeing the same thing. Like, we do have arguably the best player in the NBA, but he's about to turn 30 and he's had health issues and he's a giant human being. Yeah. And giant human beings do tend to have health-related issues. So, yes, you can make the argument you trade him at his peak and bring back something of equal value, if at all possible, because he hasn't demanded a trade. Once he demands it, you never get equal value. But, but, but <laughs> Exactly. And if you preemptively strike now while he's healthy, mm-hmm. I could say to Daryl Morey, this would be me making the argument, you mm-hmm. know, I think you could get back the best trade package that anybody has ever gotten in NBA history. The most amount of assets. Young players, oh, up to yin-yang. Draft picks, oh my, you could be sitting right next to Sam Presti Mm -hmm. on draft night, (laughs) making a pick every other pick if you want. You know, but if they don't do that now, what they risk it, I mean, what they gain is, I guess, they think they could make another run. They might be able to make a swing for Lillard. But if they wait and then Embiid demands a trade, to your point, they won't get nearly as much back in return. Let's bring in an expert to continue this conversation. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Andre Snellings. I mean, Andre is an expert. I'm just a hack. But Ramona Shelburne knows what she's doing. She's ESPN NBA reporter extraordinaire. You can follow her on Twitter at Ramona Shelburne. Uh, Ramona, you're also an expert at decoding social media messages. So with Embiid scrubbing Philadelphia off of his social, what message do you take out of that? I think he's trolling. I think that's sort of a, um, look, like he's really smart. So he's not going to 
that's not a, it's not an accident. You don't do something like that. It's not like oh, my brand manager went and did that on accident, right? I mean, it's going to be a precursor to some kind of production company thing that he's doing or changing out other things. But you know, he knows that's going to get attention. But I, I don't, I don't think that should be just based off of you know my reporting and and knowing the situation there. I don't think people in Philadelphia should be worried about some social media thing. Like that's not, that's just, uh, I'm not, you know, like if you look at the situation, there's no way he could be happy about this. Right. Like this is not ideal going into training camp yet again with a, a situation like that. But I, I, you know, he's committed to the Sixers this year. Like he's, he's working out. He just got back and he got married this summer. He got back from his honeymoon. Like I don't, I don't, I don't see him getting to, any kind of a bad place with the organization anytime soon. Okay. Hey, Ramona. So yeah. if, um, if we're saying Philly shouldn't be worried about Embiid forcing his way out, what about the other side of the coin? What is the likelihood that James Harden either reports or that he could still be traded uh, before the season begins? I think that one's going to get ugly. <laughs> right? I mean, it already <laughs> is pretty ugly. I was- that was pretty bad the other day, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, everything you know, the the noise you hear around that one is is just the beginning. Like it's not. That's not like okay. I grabbed the mic. I, I dropped the diss track. Essentially <laughs> 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 a diss track, right? Right. Um, and uh, and repeated myself. I, I, that's not the end of it. Like he's gonna keep going, and I think uh, he's just get, the the plan here is pretty obvious. Like. He wants Daryl Morey out. I mean, there's a there's a very obvious you know parallel to like at the end of the year, like they they kind of made a choice between Doc Rivers and James Harden. Well, Rob lost that one, and now I think this one is being forced upon them as well. But I don't I don't think it ends the same way. I think this um, I don't think I don't, I don't think you you get rid of the GM because the James Harden's upset. Like this this feels like it's going to be a long protracted thing. That's going to get uncomfortable. Uh, does it get uncomfortable like he reports and then they tell him to stay home? Does it get uncomfortable like they start withholding money? We'll see. Um, but there might be a few more distracts coming. Oh. <laughs> Ramona, is there any way that they would decide to part ways with Maury or that Maury would st- – like, because that he didn't say he'd never play for the Sixers again. He called Maury a right. liar and said that he'd never play for a team that employs him, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, you listen to the words very carefully. That's important. I mean, I think, I think that was really clear. That was that was a direct target of Daryl Morey. And like, I don't know. I, I just I don't think that works here. I think Daryl's entrenched there. I don't it, like. Did Joel Embiid do that? <laughs> Maybe, but I don't think James Harden has that kind of clout within the organization. Hasn't done enough there. Um, you know, if it was Houston, maybe that would work. Not not Philly. Um, but I just unless. This is the part that I'm watching next is what does he say next? And if you're going to accuse somebody of being a liar, are you going to say what they lied about? And do you have receipts? Like, do you have proof of that? Because if they do, then the Sixers do have a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if there, if there are – if he says what he lied about, and it's, you know, you promised me this or whatever, well, that's an accusation. But if you have receipts of that, if there's a text message, a phone call, or whatever, like, that's – that's not allowed in the CBA. And so an accusation is one thing. I'd imagine the NBA is, is listening just as closely as we are 
to see exactly what it said. Um, and uh, we'll see what we'll see what comes next. Like I, I literally feel like we're just waiting for the next shoe to drop if there is one, because I don't know. I don't go around calling people liars unless I, I'm pretty pretty damn sure, right? Like, Definitely. You know, I don't think that's like you know. Remember when Dennis Schroeder a couple of years ago, like he he had that offer from the Lakers, passed on it, and ended up getting a minimum. You know, or it was a little more than a minimum, but it, you know, he fumbled the bag, right? Like he kind of owned that. And he said it was on me. Right. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, when somebody passes up as much money as James Harden has, you know, they either fire their agents or they say that was my fault. I misread that or whatever it is. Like, I don't. He's walked away from a max contract offer in Brooklyn, a max extension in Houston. Like, you know, last year I, he turned down forty-seven million, signed for thirty-five, like a team-friendly deal. This year it's down to thirty-five. Like, you're, he's going backwards in terms of how much he's making, and I think. It's just a feels kind of like a like a dangerous game to be playing. Yeah. So, all right. So we're 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 going back and forth talking about Embiid, talking about yeah. Harden, talking about the Sixers. Let's bring it back to Embiid. So you said that based on his tweet or his social media activity as a Sixers fan, you wouldn't necessarily be concerned. But should the Seventy Sixers be considering trading high on Embiid? right now where his value is at the highest or should they just hold on to him come hell or high water and figure out what's going on with Harden separately? So that, that's a good question. I look, I, I would never trade an MVP. <laughs> you never are going to get return there. And I, and I don't think you get the same kind of return for MD because of his health history as you would for other, other type players like that. Like you wouldn't get, you'd get more for like Giannis or Jokic or whatever, because those guys have been on the court. They don't have the same, medical history is Embiid, even though I think Embiid should be is, is right up there in terms of talent and impact on winning and franchise franchise cornerstone. Um, but if I'm them, I, you know, I'm not worried about Embiid now. He's going to play hard. He, he's under contract. He's, you know, he's for four more years. I, I don't, I think he loves the city of Philadelphia and wants to stay there, right? But how long does this go on, right? And, and the big sell here, okay, this is the big dream. This is, this is the part if you want to worry about something, okay? And they, their, their talk is that they have two max salary spots opening up. But one, they open up basically because James Harden's contract would come off the books next year and Tobias Harris's contract comes off the books. So it's not – you and you know this because you've covered the league and you know the CBA better than anybody. The max contract spots aren't just about free agents. It's not just like, oh, who's a free agent next summer that they can go get. That's about, there's going to be a lot of players that are going to be traded that if you have cap space, you can trade a player into cap space. Mm -hmm. And if they feel good about their chances of adding championship caliber players into the cap space that they have next year, don't don't worry about it. Then you'll be good. Then then you have a squad. But if you don't get anybody, if you lose Tobias and James and, you know, you're just trying to build around Joel and Tyrese Maxey and sort of rebuild around that, with some cap space that you're going to throw at players that, you know, are, are not frontline stars. I don't know. I don't know if that's enough. And that's, that's, that's the biggest question to me going forward with Philadelphia. Well, Ramona's Twitter bio says, or I guess X, what are we calling it now? It says <laughs> senior yeah, writer ESPN.com. And it also has a links to her Instagram, Instagram.com slash Ramona Shelburne. So there's no questioning what team she is on. Ramona, <laughs> our guests on Canty and Carlin. Thank you, Ramona. Thank you.
That is Ramona Shelburne with us, and there's a lot to digest there, man. If you're a Sixers fan, this is this is as exciting as watching the games. <laughs> they, <don't, laughs> the they haven't made a conference finals, but boy, have they <laughs> livened up sports talk in August. Up next, how concerned should we be with the Jets' offensive line? We go to the NFL. What does Dalvin Cook mean for the Jets? We have some answers for you after Andre has this word from our friends at FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time that team wins in the regular season. So visit FanDuel.com slash play and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash play. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, 22 days might seem like a long time, but it's really not. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Andre Snellings. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We bring the coach into the conversation. Herm Edwards joins us, ESPN NFL analyst. Coach, now that everybody is through at least one preseason game, if you were coaching now, where would your focus be as you approach the second preseason game with about three weeks in change to go till your opener? Well, obviously, um, you want to make sure that players that need to be in games at this point in time, and, I, and, I, and I'm a preseason guy where I just think all the players should play. They're football players. They've had six months off. I, I, don't, I just think they should all play, uh, regardless of their status. Uh, they need reps. Uh, and uh, you just progress offensively and defensively. Uh, you try to get some of those young players going with the first groups if you think they're in a competitive mode with those guys. Uh, but it's another step uh, trying to prepare yourself for the season. So, uh, speaking of the season, we heard you say earlier today that 
the Cowboys have no more excuses not to win, and what they have to do is show up when the lights are brightest. They haven't really done that since the 90s. So my question is, why do you think that is? Why do you think they've had trouble showing up when the lights are the brightest? Well, if I knew that and I had the answer <laughs> to that, I would tell Jerry to hire me, uh, let me become a, a part-time GM. And I said, I got this great formula uh, where we can start winning uh, divisional round games. and uh, We don't have to continue to wait since 1995 was the last time they won one. But they understand, look, this team is fully equipped. They'll challenge the Eagles to win this division. Uh, they have all-star players at all different positions on this team. Uh, and they're good players. But when the lights are bright and they enter the playoffs, they got to realize you cannot be one and done. Herm Edwards with us, ESPN NFL analyst. Coach, um, as far as the Jets are concerned, we saw Robert Sala yeah. lighting up the offensive line on Hard Knocks on HBO last night. Um I know they're great in so many areas, but what does it do to a team when they have a good quarterback, good receivers, but they can't block anybody? Well, that's never good because you got to block and tackle in football at any level. But, but with that being said, I, I would say this, um, there's no need to panic. They've got a month, month uh, before the season starts. Um, and Nathaniel Hackett, and the offensive line coach is going to have to get together eventually after that third preseason game and see how far they've progressed and ask themselves this question. Okay, what do we have to do offensively to protect our quarterback? Um, there'll be times when we can't release five guys out. We might have to have, to have six, seven-man protection in certain situations. And they understand that. Um, I, I thought Salas addressing the offensive line was good. Uh, the only thing I would suggest or I would have done I would have made sure that the hard knocks people understood that, look, what, what, what I've just said in this room, this doesn't go public. This is, this is a team deal. It doesn't need to go out there. Because when you start doing that, you know, that becomes a part of the locker room conversation the next day and the media asking the players all of a sudden again, hey, uh, did you hear what your head coach said about the offensive line? What do you think about that? You don't need those questions. You just don't. <laughs> So, Coach, you know, uh, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Uh, I know you're sure. a Philadelphia guy. And um, yeah. in the NBA. Julius Irving. The doctor. Caldwell Jones. Irving. Henry Bibby. Doug Collins. <laughs> Dr. Thunder. They were all there when I was there. Boy, they were really good. So, uh, as you talk about the glory days of the 76ers, I noticed you've <laughs> talked about everybody but but James Harden and Joel Embiid. So, as you know what's kind of going uh, on there, Harden, you know, yeah. his accusations. If you're Stand in that locker you. room, coach or player, what do you make of this and how do you move forward from it? Well, it's the offseason. And you don't worry about it right now. But you, you address it, obviously, with James. Uh and then going from there, I mean, they're not – I don't think – I think he's going to be a sixer. I don't know if he did that to try to get traded or to get moved out of there. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, this is one of those deals that's kind of interesting. The guy that, that he's talking about, he's been, what, two or three places with the man. So that's <laughs> right. interesting too, right? So it's kind of interesting, right? And, and so I, I think, you know, they're trying to win a championship, um, obviously, and they have the tools to do that. It'll go away. It's like anything else. When they throw the ball up for real and they start playing, no one's gonna remember this. It's not. They go all they're gonna remember. Hey, look, are we exiting early again? 
<laughs> James Harden going to play good in the playoffs? You know, is he going to finish games? You know, that that's going to be the conversation. It's not going to be what he said about, you know, the GM. Yeah, you're right, but he's got that same problem the Cowboys do, and if you could fix it for the Cowboys, then the Sixers should hire you too. Exactly. You can make some money, Coach. <laughs> you know what, though? It's funny. The one thing I understood, if you keep getting up to the plate, eventually you're going to hit it. Mm-hmm. And they'll get, another, they'll get another opportunity to swing at it, so let's just hopefully it, it works out a little bit better this season. So you think a, a poor performance is in big games if you get enough shots at big games, like Kirk Cousins, for example, is another guy you'd throw into this category. Eventually, you will figure it out. Well, I'm the athlete saying that, okay, not the coach. Uh, and I just think, you know, it, it just, the, more you, the more you put yourself in that position, the more eventually you figure it out. You know, the odds say eventually, hey, man, I'm going to get it right. And that's what the Cowboys are hoping Cowboys will hope they're going to get it right, right? And when they get it right, it'll go away. Right, right. But you got to get it right. When you <laughs> right. going to get it right? That's what everybody right. saying. When right. you going to do this, man? Right. Come on. Jerry Jones is getting his 80s now. Come on. Coach, we were <laughs> laughing, and I'm sure Cowboy fans won't be, but they have a reel at, here at ESPN that they run every time they talk about the Cowboys, and it's just the sad Cowboy fans' faces, and yeah. it's the same faces over and over, and I yeah. know exactly the goth kids are coming next. Then there's the guy in the Troy Aikman jersey. Then there's the guy crying yeah. in the Emmett jersey, and it's like, if I'm the Cowboys, I want them to delete that reel <laughs> out of the system, and the only way they're going to do it is by winning. Coach Herm Edwards, appreciate the time as always. Thank you. Appreciate you both. Thank you. That is Herm Edwards with us on Canty and Carlin. Up next with Aaron Goldhammer and Andre Snellings, one college football player is drinking the Kool-Aid, literally, we'll explain. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Football season as no other show can. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Andre Snellings. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at HammerNation19. Dre is at Professor DRZ. That is Professor DRZ. This is not a college football preview segment, Dre, <laughs> but we are going to go through some of the best names in college football for 2023, and I need you to help me rank which one is actually the best. And we will start at Oklahoma, where the starting tight end, he used to be a quarterback, and now he's playing the perfect position for his name. First name, General. Last name, Booty. General (laughs) Booty will be playing tight end for Oklahoma this year. Your thoughts. First, I want to know why you said that's the perfect name for his position. Like, <laughs> like that, 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 that seems – I can't think of a position that would want that name um, if you were writing it down. But, yeah, this this feels like 
that Key and Peele sketch, right? Where you, you, you look at the names and it's like, wow. If you're General Booty, I mean, you might as well lean into it, right? You know, lean into it and make sure it's a name that nobody nobody's going to forget it anyway. So make sure it's associated with something good. I have a question. So if General Booty became a general, would they call him General General Booty? <laughs> like if he had a career I think in the so. forces, I, I don't know. I, uh, I think so. To Alabama we go where one of the best players in the country, his real first name is Cool-Aid. Oh, yeah. I, I guess his parents named him Cool-Aid McKinstry. Yes. What, what would possess, Dre, a set of parents to name their kid after their favorite beverage? I mean, you know, have you ever had ice cold Kool-Aid on a hot day? I mean, it could be a life-changing experience. And so clearly, you know, Kool-Aid McKinstry, I mean, and let's keep it real. That's a cool name. Like, you know, if if you can show up and, and you you playing basketball at the park and they're like, yeah, I got next. Oh, what's your name, dog? Man, man my, I'm Kool-Aid McKinstry. Everybody wants to play on your team because you feel Hell like yeah. you can ball. <laughs> but but I, I would want Kool-Aid to be my nickname, not my actual <laughs> name. When he makes a play at Alabama, they got to have the oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Exactly. the Kool Aid uh, man. All right, uh, the corner from University of Texas San Antonio. We're getting a little bit more obscure here. Shout out to Pig Cage. His first name is Pig. Wow. I mean, so that's his real first name. That his that's not real, a nickname. But my, my understanding is that is his real first name. He is playing DB. At Texas San Antonio, Pig Cage, shout out to you. Hope you have a healthy, stay healthy, stay humble season. Definitely. And, and see, with all of these names, I feel like especially if you're playing football, you could really lean into that. Like, Pig Cage, you know, I'm going to lock you up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a wild animal out here. Like, yeah. th- this could be part of your identity. If you own it, you know, you, you can't run away from it. If your name is Pig Cage, yeah. then you got to be the piggest, cagest dude in the room. Yeah. And and if so, it could work for you. All right, let me see if I can do the right pig snort for Pig Cage. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, you got to have some more bass in your snort. You know, I, I don't know if I could do it, but, <laughs> but I tell you what, Pig Cage better be able to do it. His snort should be legendary. Now, all right, wide receiver from Nebraska. I feel like we saw this guy a little bit last year. But he is the coldest receiver in all the land. The oh, yeah. coldest Crawford is back for more in the Big Ten. <laughs> so this is actually a true story. When I was in junior high, um, the, a couple of the girls, I remember it was like Latita Grice, and I feel like it was LaDonna Thornton. I'm not sure. But they were having, they were saying, when we have kids, what are we going to name our kids? And one of them was like the coldest. And it was like, you know, one of them was like DeConte and then the other one was the coldest. So, you know, I, I don't think that, that this the coldest is Latita's son. But, you know, it, it's a name that has at least, what, a 30-year lead up of people thinking it'll sound really cool. And for a football player, he is the coldest. Like, <laughs> again, sounds like a great nickname to me. A corner for Penn State. He is a transfer from North Carolina. His name is Storm duck first name storm like you're a football player man right storm storm duck yeah we'll be playing corner at penn state this year yeah i mean his nickname has to be donald right like if if your last name is 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 duck you have to be donald duck like that that has to be how it works storm is a really cool name 
but it doesn't go with with, with duck, you know? Like, you're either going to be Storm Warning or Donald Duck. Like, the, the two mixed together, you know, it feels like he has to pick a direction. Well, LSU always has some of the best ones. Talking about the best names in college football this year, this is number one on my list. Uh-oh. Starting safety for Louisiana State. Major Burns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So the problem is if you're in the backfield, defensive backfield, you don't want to get burnt. So you, you have to be able to make the plays because otherwise the, the trash talk from the other side just sells itself. Yeah, I, I got Major Burns at the top of the list. Who you got? DeColdest? Who, who do you like? I mean, it's hard to top Kool-Aid McKinstry. So I'm going with that one. And Kool-Aid's supposed to be a top 10 pick in the draft, too. Up next, biggest question remaining for the Jets. We discuss on Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.